0: Section 74 of Final Report of the Advisory Committee on Human Radiation Experiments. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Advisory Committee on Human Radiation Experiments Contemporary Projects, Chapter 15, Part 3. Independent Review of Proposals One member of the advisory committee, J. Katz, served both as a reviewer for the RPRP and independently reviewed 93 proposals. Katz's independent sample was drawn from the same pool of proposals from which the RPRP sample was drawn. It included examples of both radiation and non-radiation research, and was based on the same sets of documents as RPRP. Although there is considerable overlap between the proposals included in Katz's review and those in the RPRP, the samples are not identical. Katz reviewed the first ninety-three proposals for which the committee received documents, while the RPRP sample was drawn from the entire pool of proposals for which documents were received in order to achieve adequate representation by funding agency and type of research. In addition, a few of the studies reviewed by Katz were eliminated from eligibility in the RPRP because they did not fall within the biomedical categories established by the committee. Katz's review complements and strengthens the findings of the Research Proposal Review Project, Whereas the RPRP sought to investigate several basic issues regarding the conduct of human subjects' research, including balance of risk to potential benefit, justice in the selection of subjects, the involvement of people with diminished decisional capacity, and the consent process, CATS focused exclusively on informed consent in doing so he asked himself two interrelated questions one what can be learned about the contemporary informed consent process and two how adequately does the process protect the rights and interests of research subjects although katz appreciated that there was more to the irb process than could be ascertained from the protocols and consent forms submitted to the irb he felt that consent forms constituted written documentation not only of what the subjects ultimately agreed to but also what irbs considered to be adequate written disclosure for purposes of consent with respect to these signed informed consent forms he echoed a fellow committee member's observation that if such forms are not clearly written or are otherwise flawed in significant ways it is likely that the oral interactions were similarly flawed. Of the 93 proposals Katz reviewed, he identified 41 that posed greater than minimal risks to the subjects, and therefore that also raised significant and complex informed consent issues. Of these 41 proposals, Katz found that 11, percent raised no or only minor ethical concerns, and were analogous to those warranting a committee rating of 1 or 2. 30 protocols, however, raised ethical concerns about the informed consent process, analogous to a committee rating of 3, 4, or 5. Of the 30 protocols, 74%, that raised serious problems, Katz felt that 10 were borderline, analogous to a committee rating of 3, and twenty raised serious ethical concerns of the sort analogous to those warranting a rating of four or five in the rprp katz detailed the results of his review of these twenty problematic proposals for the committee and a summary of his findings specific to those proposals is presented here physician investigators In his review, Katz was struck by evidence of the dedication physician investigators brought to their task. They were concerned, and so informed IRBs, about current treatments that were inadequate in eradicating disease, or at least in prolonging life. Moreover, physician investigators emphasized the importance of finding cures, and not merely temporary or prolonged remissions katz also noted that a number of the troublesome research proposals appeared to be part of an underlying grand scientific design to gain basic knowledge in such areas as cellular immunology or molecular biology which might eventually lead to more clinical research about therapeutic effectiveness the primary purpose of these studies was to advance knowledge for the sake of future patients not to benefit present patients. As investigators declared war on cancer and other ills, they often employed highly toxic agents to treat patients whose prognosis was grave. In their scientific protocols, the use of such agents was justified by arguing that only such aggressive approaches would ultimately lead to cure, although often only for future patients rather than present patient subjects katz like the full committee was concerned that at the same time documents from these proposals were devoid of any discussion of the impact of the research on patient subjects quality of life particularly in situations of terminal illness he speculated that in their ultimate quest for finding cures physician investigators often paid more attention to increased longevity For present patient subjects than to the quality of remaining life patient subjects to cats the ancient but questionable proposition that physicians and patients share an identity of interest in medical decision-making becomes even more questionable in research settings where physician investigators have dual allegiances to their subject patients and to their research objectives as did those in the rprp katz noted that consent forms for the troublesome proposals were often written in ways that made it difficult if not impossible for patient subjects to come to a meaningful decision as to whether they wished to participate in research thus patient subjects seemed obliged to fall back on uninformed trust based on a belief that physician investigators will act only to ensure a patient subject's therapeutic benefit. Katz identified five specific problems with the informed consent process. 1. Unclear purpose 2. Incomplete information regarding the consequences of participation in randomized studies 3. Confusing or incomplete discussion of risks four exaggerated benefits and five insufficiency of information in consent forms provided to irbs his concerns are elucidated below specific problems with the informed consent process unclarity about purpose katz found that the most striking element of the troublesome consent forms was the lack of a forthright and repeated acknowledgement that patient subjects were invited to participate in human experimentation. All too quickly the language shifted to treatment and therapy, when the latter was not the purpose and was only at best a byproduct of the research. Like the other reviewers in the RPRP, Katz was particularly concerned with Phase I trials, As documented in some of the protocols in his examination, patient subjects may suffer life-threatening toxicities that may, though rarely, kill them. Nevertheless, such studies are important for the subsequent clinical trials and more widespread use in an attempt to save lives in the future. Katz's examination of consent forms revealed that investigators often did not take sufficient care to apprise patient subjects of the purpose of Phase I studies. Although the dangers of the research are often mentioned, this information was often compromised when the treatment dimension of the research was emphasized. Katz concurred with a fellow committee member, who observed through his participation in the RPRP, perhaps the consent form should not repeatedly emphasize that it is treatment, but i believe that it is the way it is perceived by the researchers themselves katz pointed out that the controversy over when if ever phase one trials are to be regarded as potentially therapeutic has not been satisfactorily resolved with respect to the question what must patient subjects know the president's commission for the study of ethical problems in medicine and biomedical and behavioral research when addressing phase 1 trials, recommended that patients not be misled about the likelihood or remoteness of any therapeutic benefit they might derive from such participation. Katz's review of consent forms revealed that the phase 1 purpose is often dismissed and the therapeutic benefits are highlighted. Thus he was concerned that patient subjects are likely to be confused about what is being asked of them. THE CONSEQUENCES OF PARTICIPATION IN RANDOMIZED STUDIES A number of the troublesome proposals identified by Katz involved randomized clinical studies in which patient subjects were assigned to two different experimental regimens to assess their comparative merits. These two procedures were generally described adequately in the consent forms, patient subjects however were generally not apprised of the already accumulated knowledge about possible therapeutic benefits to be derived from each regimen although protocols submitted to the irb contained some but often incomplete information about the greater promise of one procedure over the other patient subjects rarely received such information in one protocol for example investigators clearly indicated that clinical experiences with the combined administration of chemotherapy and radiation had demonstrated its effectiveness against cancer but since no scientific randomized clinical study had as yet been conducted the investigators intended to submit half of the subjects to radiation alone Consent forms provided no clues about what had already been learned from clinical experience and non-randomized trials. In another randomized trial, the research objective required that half of the patient subjects submit to a mild treatment regimen and the other half to a more intensive one. Katz noted that quality-of-life impairments imposed by random assignment to one research arm over the other were not addressed in the consent forms the consent forms also failed to address the fact that more intensive treatment regimens went counter to the customary clinical practice of watching and waiting as the often slowly progressive nature of the cancers under investigation had led practitioners to recommend in most cases doing nothing or administering chemotherapy or radiation therapy only in low doses moreover the risks inherent in both the mild and aggressive regimens were lumped together in the consent forms as if they were one and the same the history of clinical experience with these particular cancers was also not discussed in the consent forms discussion of risks the troublesome consent forms identified by cats customarily listed an extremely detailed and separate discussion of all the risks of the drugs surgery and or radiation to be administered although he felt that federal regulations can be interpreted to require such detail katz like the advisory committee as a whole was concerned that such exhaustive treatment may serve only to overwhelm and numb patient subjects only rarely were the risks summarized or were risks of particular relevance to the research project highlighted in almost none of the troublesome consent forms was there any comparative discussion of the impact on quality of life and toxic consequences of what investigators sometimes term total therapy or of the physical and financial hardships imposed by countless research tests on the one hand and of the less toxic therapeutic alternatives that promise less but at least provide greater comfort for remaining life on the other for example one study sought to explore the toxicity and efficacy of a new drug that may cause irreversible brain damage that crucial piece of information however was not highlighted as a specific risk of the particular drug under investigation Another research project was designed to treat a cancer with a highly toxic drug, which had an expected mortality of up to 10% when used in a dosage greater than customary, as was contemplated in this total therapy research project. This fact, however, was not mentioned in the consent form. Although the patient subjects had limited life expectancies, they probably would live longer than when a lethal drug toxicity would occur. Katz noted that another investigator simultaneously submitted the identical study to the same IRB, utilizing the same drug to combat the same disease, but with an exemplary protocol and consent form which discussed the expected 10% mortality rate without equivocation. Presentation of Benefits Like the RPRP reviewers, Katz found that benefits were often exaggerated in the troublesome consent forms. One consent form, for example, stated, It is possible that the treatment, emphasis added, will cause the tumor to shrink or disappear, or eliminate any symptoms and thus increase life expectancy although this statement conveys a promise of benefit to the patient subject the protocol clearly indicates that any benefits would be fortuitous since they were neither an aspect of the research objective nor supported by evidence so far accumulated one consent form for a research project that was designed solely to establish the maximum tolerated dose of an intensive chemotherapy schedule stated it is not possible to predict whether or not any personal benefit will result from the use of the treatment program a possible benefit could be the achievement of a remission there was however no therapeutic intent in this proposal physician investigators were interested only in learning if it could be used safely in a subsequent randomized clinical trial The subjects, however, could easily be led to believe that there was a probable therapeutic benefit. Katz was particularly alarmed about the overstatement of benefits because patient subjects so desperately long for such benefits. Insufficiency of information provided to IRBs In many cases, Katz found discrepancies between information provided in the protocol and that provided in the consent forms, this finding was not unlike that of the full advisory committee thus an important question must be posed and eventually answered why was information that was available to the irbs not disclosed to patient subjects according to the documents received it seemed that even irbs were often inadequately apprised of crucial information in some cases katz noted that proposals were deficient in explicating the available knowledge about standard treatments therapeutic effectiveness and the impact of experimental procedures on quality of life although research is often a voyage into the unknown investigators do possess preliminary guiding data that must be transmitted to irbs Only then can IRBs accurately evaluate consent forms and make certain that patient subjects are provided with the necessary information in order to make decisions about participation. In one research project, for example, IRBs, and in turn patients, were insufficiently informed that the combination of radiation treatment and highly toxic chemotherapeutic agents used in the project exposed children to considerable risks that deserved careful scrutiny. The parents or guardians had two choices, to enroll their children in the study, or to opt for standard treatments of either radiation or chemotherapy alone, depending also on the location of the cancer, with or without one of the chemotherapeutic agents that had considerable carcinogenic potential within five years. This example highlighted another, more general concern, that some patient subjects may become part of inflexible research protocols when considerable clinical experience suggests that a patient subject's medical condition may deserve an individualized treatment approach. Discussion We now turn to a consideration of the implications of the results of the RPRP, as bolstered by katz's review for our understanding of the current status of human subjects protections it should be reemphasized that these results were based solely on an evaluation of the documents available to the committee it is therefore possible that some of the research projects that raised concerns for us based on the documents we reviewed would with the provision of additional information be deemed unproblematic from a human subject's perspective it is also possible that some of the research projects whose documents raised no concerns may nevertheless have inadequacies affecting the rights and interests of human subjects that we could not detect there is no evidence in this review that research in which human subjects are exposed to radiation is any more ethically problematic than other kinds of research involving human subjects in fact our results suggest that human subject protections may be more effective in radiation research than elsewhere perhaps because some radiation research is reviewed by a radiation safety committee as well as an irb because we failed to find any systematic differences between radiation research and non-radiation research in our review, our observations based on the RPRP results are directed at human subjects' research generally, not solely at radiation research. About 40% of the research whose documents we reviewed appeared to pose no greater than minimal risk to participants most of these studies raised no concerns about ethics or only minor ones. Many studies that involved greater-than-minimal risks to subjects were similarly ethically unproblematic. Specifically, more than half of the greater-than-minimal risk studies reviewed raised no or only minor concerns about ethics. There are important lessons to be learned from these studies it is possible to conduct complex research that puts subjects at greater than minimal risk of harm in an ethically acceptable fashion it is possible to develop good consent forms for this kind of research not only is it possible but it appears that this happens frequently at the same time our review suggests that there are significant deficiencies in some aspects of the current system for the protection of human subjects we have evidence that the documents provided to irbs often do not contain enough information about topics that are central to the ethics of research involving human subjects such as voluntariness of participation fairness in the selection of subjects and scientific merit although we have already noted that irbs do not necessarily rely solely on the documents in making their evaluations clear complete written documents are important these documents form the core of the information upon which irbs rely in protecting the rights and interests of human subjects in some cases they are the only source of information available these documents also provide a written record of the research subject protection process for both administrative and historical purposes In some cases, the committee found that it was difficult to assess the scientific merit of a protocol based on the documentation provided. This is particularly problematic for proposals in which the IRB provides the only opportunity for peer review, as is sometimes the case for research that is not funded by the federal government the committee also found evidence suggesting that in some studies women are being excluded from participation in research explicitly or presumably because of the possibility that they might become pregnant during the course of the study this finding is disturbing in light of the fact that much of this research was undertaken after a national policy had been instituted advocating the inclusion of women in research and a general rejection of the mere possibility of pregnancy as a justifiable reason for not permitting women to become research subjects the conditions under which pregnant women ought to be included as research subjects remain controversial that pregnant women are frequently excluded from research was clearly evidenced in the rprp this occurred in more than half the studies in our review some of the committee's most serious concerns focus on informed consent the results of the rprp as well as of katz's review suggest that some consent forms currently in use are flawed in morally significant respects not merely because they are difficult to read but because they are uninformative or even misleading these are consent forms that have been approved by an irb and still they are problematic to the point where committee reviewers viewed them as raising serious ethical issues. Most of these concerns centered on research involving patient subjects with poor prognoses, people who are particularly vulnerable to confusion about the relationship of research to treatment. The consent forms to be used with such patient subjects sometimes appeared to suggest a greater prospect of benefit than the research as described in the documents we reviewed warranted in a few phase one studies any intimation that subjects would benefit appeared questionable at the same time the disadvantages of participation particularly as they would affect quality of life were sometimes inadequately described or not presented at all the committee recognizes that the consent form is only a document and is never to be confused with the entire process of soliciting informed consent which includes far more than the form itself it is possible that in some of these cases potential patient subjects were provided more balanced and straightforward information in discussions with investigators or their own physicians at the same time however the consent form as approved by the irb is a powerful symbol of what the system considers an adequate disclosure moreover this may convey to investigators that meeting ethical obligations to potential subjects requires the investigators to say nothing different and nothing more than what is approved in the consent form our review also raises serious concerns about some research involving children and adults with questionable decision-making capacity although we looked at documents from only 125 proposals we found examples of three controversial unresolved issues in the ethics of research research with patients in the midst of a potential medical emergency research involving children that may offer them no prospect of direct benefit but that may put them at greater than minimal risk depending on how minimal risk is understood and research on adults with questionable decision-making capacity that offers them no benefit but that involves unpleasant procedures and exposes them to greater than minimal risk of harm all told the documents of almost half the studies reviewed by the committee that involved greater than minimal risk raised serious or moderate concerns Katz, who focused exclusively on the informed consent process, had serious concerns about 50% of the greater-than-minimal-risk proposals he evaluated. These are findings that cannot be ignored. At the same time, our review provides evidence that research involving human subjects, even complex research, can, and often is, being conducted in an ethically responsible manner, The challenge is to identify what needs to be changed to ensure that all research involving human subjects is conducted in accord with the highest ethical standards. End of Section seventy four. Recording by Maria Casper.